Yay! You're here again. <laughs> I'm still pumped from the last time. This episode, I am chatting with my buddy. My buddy, Carlos Whitaker. If you know him, you already love him. He just he cracks me up all the time. He also talks about things in, in a way that makes sense to me. What I mean by that is he thinks about things carefully and he knows, listen, you might not arrive at the same conclusion as me, but you're still welcome at this table. And I absolutely love that about him. This conversation is both hilarious and poignant. Let's dive in. This is Carlos Whitaker, the man who named a bluebird after me. I'm Sharon McMahon and welcome to the Sharon Says So podcast. Hi, I want to I want to talk for hours with you. <laughs> All right. Well, here I have a few questions for you. Okay, cool. Yeah. One Fantastic. of the things that I I want to talk to you about is advice for somebody who wants to be a positive change in the world. Mm. Somebody who wants to change the world uh, for themselves. Somebody who wants to make an impact. Somebody who <clears throat> wants to be more than just somebody who scrolls Instagram. Yeah. Gosh, what advice would you give to somebody not to just dive right into it? Yeah, this is one of those things that I feel like people feel helpless, powerless. They feel despair over. They feel like nothing I do will make a difference. Right, right. Me writing a letter. What's I going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? I would love to hear from you, your feelings on this topic. Yeah. So. This is a great, I love the question because the first thing people have to understand is the reason why they don't think that they can make a difference. The reason why. So so you got to go to the, I always, I'll go to the reason first before giving tips on how to, right? Mm -hmm. Like the reason why is because they believe a lie, right? And so, Mm -hmm. so like you, you, you find the lie and normally this lie, this lie could be different for different people. But normally, this lie is going to be based on worth. This lie is going to be based on their worth and mm-hmm. their ability to even do anything. So, what what I tell people is, okay, so first, let's get back to let's get back to the root as to why you actually don't believe you can do it. Because the only people changing the world right now are people that believe they can. It's not just a switch that you flip. It actually is probably going to take a little bit of work. It's probably going to take a little bit of therapy, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, you know, like, like finding somebody paying, a, a paying a friend some money. I call my professional paid friend is my therapist and I pay them $120 so that they can listen to me and they can tell me and they can help me find the lie that's holding me back from my fullest potential. I have seen so many people achieve their breakthroughs and finally start living their purpose when they found the lie that they believe and they replace that lie with truth. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What kind of lies are people believing? Yeah. Like, what What are the lies that people yeah. are telling themselves? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can list 10 off right now, but here's simple lies. I am worthless. That That's a big one. It doesn't even have to be that bad. How about I'm not good enough? I am too something. So not the lack of, but maybe I'm too emotional. I care too much, right? So people won't try to change the world because they think, well, I don't know if I have the capacity to handle all of what I'm going to be feeling. I'm too much of an empath, you know, and then you could get into lies like, you know, I'm too fat. I'm too ugly. I am not educated enough. All of these lies are the things that are getting in the way of our behavior that ultimately will change the world. And so for me, my lie that kept me away for so long was that I'm not smart enough. That literally was my lie. So I, I, I can tell you right now, I remember specifically the moment when I had a friend look at me and said, Carlos, like, you're just kind of like, it's like, you're almost there. Like you're, you're just kind of teasing your full potential. And he worked with me for a minute. He's a, I said a friend, a therapist. Um, I love that. I literally am friends with my therapist. Like, like, they're like, they would not be my friends if I didn't pay him. But, and he just said, there's a lie that you believe. What is it? And I had to go back and share. And I went back to a moment. Uh, this was probably 20 years ago. I was working for a boss in Southern California. And I was trying to raise my leadership capacity. Like I wanted to, you know, I, I had like one intern working for me at the time. And I remember thinking like, gosh, we could really get more done if I had some more help. So I walked into his office. This all happened in therapy. I figured this out. I walked into his office and I said, hey, can I like, you know, can I get some more help for what you're asking me to do? And he said, oh, Carlos, you're actually like, you're not a leader. You're more like a, like the player. Like I'm the coach. You're the Kobe. He actually said this. I'm Phil Jackson. You're Kobe Bryant. You just need to perform and let people like you so that they can see us. And then we can bring them in and I can lead them in the organization. And I just remember what happened in that moment, Sharon, was I believed a lie. I made an agreement with a lie that I'm not a leader and that I'm not mm -hmm. smart enough. And what happened? I ended up living 20 years of my life. And I, I never like cognitively would think about that conversation, but it was in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. So what did I have to do? I had to, with my paid friend, I had to break the agreement I made 20 years ago. Mm. And, and see, th this, is, this is the thing. When when people want to change the world and they're not doing it, most of the time, these lies aren't lies that have developed over the last year. You're going to have to go back to when you're a teenager, when you're a child, and do a little bit of digging, do the work, break whatever agreement you've made with that lie, but then replace it with truth. You find the lie, you replace it with truth. And now suddenly it's like, not only am I a leader, but I can actually positively impact this planet with my words. Words that I was told I was never going to be a speaker. I just need to sing. Carlos, you're a singer. 
You're not a speaker. You're a singer. You're not a communicator. People would tell me these things, Sharon, and I would believe them. And so we don't believe these lies just because we're like, you know, weak. We believe these lies because people tell us these things. We've got to constantly be breaking these agreements and replacing them with truth. I think at that point, this may not be where you wanted the question to go, but I, I believe that at that point, your listeners or anybody that is wanting to, to see that breakthrough where they can change. Now we can put action items into place. Now it's like, hey, just do it. Like once you break that agreement, you're going to have something rise up inside of you where you're just going to be like, you know what? I see Sharon in six months changing people's lives across planet earth. Guess what? If Sharon would not have believed that she could, I mean, I, I guarantee you, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in your head, but I guarantee you the first time that you had the thought, you know what? I wonder if like my followers could get together to actually do something. There probably was a little bit of hesitancy because you don't want to look dumb. You don't want to fail in front of everybody. And so like, mm -hmm. that's the thing. You just have to, you have to do it. Once you build that truth, replace the lie. Now you just have to start doing things. Now you just have to risk. And so taking that risk after you've replaced the lie with truth, um, because it's going to be risky. Uh, we're, you're going to fall on your face. Sometimes you're going to fail, but it takes risk in order to rescue. I say that all the time. If you want to rescue something, if you want to rescue whatever it may be, whatever thing is passionate in your heart, you're going to have to risk. There's never been a rescue on planet Earth, whether it be a Navy SEAL or uh, a teacher rescuing a student that hasn't involved risk. And so if there's no risk, then there's probably not a lot of rescue happening. So it's mm -hmm. going to be risky. It's going to be scary. When you break the agreement with the lie, replace it with the truth, start risking you're going to see a lot more of that rescue happening in your life and you're going to start changing the world. You can do it. <laughs> I love all that so much. I want to talk more about too, how did you go about replacing the lie with the truth? What was that process like for you and how long did that take? Was yeah. it a light switch moment? Was it gradual over years? I'm going to tell a story that I think will, will kind of make all of this kind of lie and truth kind of thing make sense. Well, first of all, let me also say, this is an ongoing thing. You're going to have to be replacing lies with truth every day. Last week, I spoke at an event where this man named Bob Goff, a lot of people like this guy. He's like the super charismatic, multi-New York Times bestselling author. Everyone loves Bob. He's like so whimsical. And I remember walking into the event and I saw my name right after Bob. And I remember immediately, what did I think? Oh my gosh. I'm speaking right after Bob. Nobody is going to care what I have to say because Bob is so charismatic. So what happened? That was a lie. That was birthed in that moment. That wasn't birthed in childhood. That was birthed <laughs> at 11.59 p.m. So what did I have to do? I had to go in the mirror. I had to look at myself. Even though I didn't believe it, I had to say it out loud. It's proven that when you speak things out loud, that it will change the atmosphere in your heart. It'll change the atmosphere around you. And you will start to believe things. So I had to go in the mirror and I had to say, I am just as good as Bob Goff. I am just as charismatic. People are going to love me. And I had to say that over and over. So that's a little aside so people know that this is going. But also I want to share this story because this is going to make sense to people. My dad tells me a story about when he was a, a pastor from Panama, right? So he, he, mm -hmm. he grew up preaching in Panama. They'd have these revival nights and ask people to come forward if they wanted to pray. And he said this woman came forward every night and would ask him to pray that God would clean the cobwebs from her life. And my dad was like, oh, it's kind of poetic. I don't know really what that means, but whatever. So he kind of prayed, you know, God clean the cobwebs from her life. He said the next night she came and asked him again, oh, can you pray harder? 
that the cobwebs would be clean from my life. And he's prayed again. Then the third night, can you pray harder about the cobwebs? And my dad said, he looked at her and said, no, we're not going to pray about the cobwebs. We're going to pray that we find the spider and kill the spider. And for me, I ended up writing a book called Kill the Spider because that was such a profound lesson to me. I actually teach this to corporations because so many people at the root of all of their fears, we're spending all of our time in cobweb land. So uh, uh, what that would turn into is somebody that say they believe a lie that they're worthless, but what they've done is uh, that worthless lie has developed into behavior where they're not speaking out against injustice. Say for instance, let's talk Mm -hmm. about social media. Oh, well, my, my, my words won't matter, whatever, I, because deep down, that's the lie. Mm-hmm. What they do is they're like, well, no, I'm going to go buy a book in the self-help aisle about confidence. And I'm just going to read how other people are confident. And I'm going to place that on my shoulder. And I'm going to learn how to be confident. Well, can I tell you something? The problem isn't your lack of confidence. And you can't fix it by fixing the confidence piece. You have to go to the lie. You have to go to the spider. You have to go to the root. And so for me, I had a big lie that I wasn't a leader and I wasn't smart. But after, I don't know, six sessions of of therapy and talking, yes, it was a light bulb moment. And it was for me like, holy cow, killing the spider or, or breaking the agreement with the lie or replacing it with truth. That's the easy part. The hard part is finding it, right? The hard part mm. is actually doing the work to dig down and to go find it. And so um, I tell you what, Sharon, it is, um, uh, it's so cool for me when I, when I do these teachings, again, say it's a, I did a like Nike designer summit and I have some guy like super brilliant designer. He designed sneakers, comes up in tears to my book table afterwards. And he's like, I just, I've never thought about it this way. Like help me find my lie. Once you start thinking about it, it's not going to take you long to find the lie that you believe. And if you don't know what it is, again, maybe ask some friends, ask some family members, because there's normally one or two big lies that are keeping us from big things in our lives. And then there's those little lies that every single day you got to break, you got to break, you got to break. Again, it's not self-talk for the sake of hyping you up. I literally look myself in the mirror and I... I just go find truths about who I am and I speak them over myself. I speak them over myself and I see lies die every single day. So anyway. What happens if somebody, let's say they feel like, I don't have any good ideas. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And that's, they, they decide that that is the lie that they've believed. Yeah. How do they find a truth to replace that with when they don't actually believe that? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? People, you know, like I'm not smart. Maybe that's your, maybe that's the lie you're believing. How do you actually begin to believe that in fact, the truth is real? Yes. Oh no, that, that is so good. And one way is to find other people that believe the truth about you. Now, that that's difficult because for some people, they might they may not have a community that speaks truth over them, right? Which is why it is important, I go back to therapy a thousand times, to find somebody that can look past uh, whatever lid you have, whatever blinders you have in your life, and can look past you and allow other people to start speaking those truths over you. When I was in the thick of it, 
I'll tell you what, like I could have spoken self-help talk or whatever, like all day long looking in the mirror and I still didn't believe it. You know, I still, for some people that's faith, for some people that's going to a gym and finding, you know, friends in a gym that you work out with that can, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, physical manifestations of like changing your life physically, when you're with a group of people that every single day are like, you can do it, you can do it. And if all they're telling you is that you can do it by lifting five more pounds, well, that's still going to shift something inside of you. That's why a community is so vital. Find people that can speak these things over you. Find people that can speak truth over you if you can't seem to find it on your own. And then also know this, there is not a new idea under the sun. Like, mm-hmm. like if you're trying to like find, you know, uh, you want to be the originator of whatever idea it is that's continued. I'll just tell you right now, everything is copy and paste. Find something that that moves you. Find something that actually makes you jump and then do that. And you'll, you'll find your salt and pepper. You know, Sharon's not Oprah, right? Like, like you're, you're not, but you're Sharon. And guess what? Yeah. I've, I've seen you say it a couple of times before. Like you, you used to watch Oprah and think, I want to be able to do something like that. And guess what? You're doing it now. Like, like you're, <laughs> you're absolutely doing it, uh, but you're doing it in your own way. And then right. someone else is going to see you and they're not going to know who Oprah is. And they're gonna be like, I can do it because Sharon did it. So go find the ideas, but also surround yourselves with people that can speak the truth over you. If you can't find it yourself, whether it be in a faith space, whether it be in a gym, whether it be at a mom's group, whether it be, there are people ready and willing to speak over you or whether it be in a therapist chair, um, mm-hmm. You can find one person to speak truth over you because I promise you, DM me. Like, like if you need somebody to tell you how awesome you are, I'll just do it. Like, like <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll do it myself um, because you're awesome and you are capable. So mm. capable. We have all had embarrassing moments where something didn't smell quite right. And if you have any children or people in your lives who have stinky toes, stinky feet, and those stinky shoes pile up by the door of your house and then when people come over they're like um your house smells weird there's a solution for that and it is not necessarily spraying down your house with disinfectant it is taking care of the smell at the source by using lumi on places like the people in your house's stinky feet it is a whole body deodorant it is safe to use anywhere on your body. It was created by a doctor who saw firsthand how stinky feet and other body parts are often misdiagnosed as problems when in reality you could just use a product like Lumi and it would take care of the issue. It has been clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SHARON at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code SHARON. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress in our life. Absolutely. It's unavoidable. It's just part of the human experience. But some of us have more than others, and some of us handle it better than others. Some of us really keep it bottled up, and it can start to affect us negatively. I would imagine at some point in your life, you can relate to this, right? And therapy is a safe space to be able to get some of these things off your chest. And that is why so many people 
find benefit in speaking to a qualified professional. If you're thinking about starting therapy for something like managing your stress, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Sharon today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Sharon. We hear from a lot of interesting people on this podcast, and I know that I am always hungry for more. And what if you could learn from the world's best all in one place? Guess what? You can. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. Masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with over 200 of the world's best instructors. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. And you can access Masterclass on your phone, your computer, your smart TV, even in audio modes, you can listen to it like a podcast. I know that when I watch Doris Kearns Goodwin, that first of all, I'm going to be getting fantastic information, that the production level is going to be incredible. And then I'm going to walk away feeling smarter and more informed than I was before. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Sharon. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Sharon. Masterclass.com slash Sharon. I love all of this so much. I want to go back to this concept of uh, risk and rescue yeah. because taking risks is scary. Yeah. And especially in... Uh, the age of social media, where thousands of eyeballs can be on you in one moment, where in you know my childhood, if I wore a bad outfit to school, well, <laughs> you know what? It was the 17 people in my second grade class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the number of eyeballs that people that potentially are on you has increased so dramatically yeah. over what it was 30 years ago. Yeah. I feel like for some people, the concept of risk, I mean, I feel like for most people, especially if you have social media, the concept yeah. of risk has grown enormously yeah. over what it used to be. Yeah. And this is an area that I feel like technology has outpaced our coping skills. Absolutely. Te technology has outpaced our brain's ability to process the incoming <clears throat> input. How much negative feedback can one mind take in a day? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, short of some super high profile jobs, like maybe the presidency or maybe top level movie star, just get all kinds of uh, incoming press about them all the time. Yeah. Short of that, we're not equipped <laughs> to deal with this. We're just not equipped to deal with it. And so can you talk a little bit about the concept of taking a risk in the age of social media? Woo. Man. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to vomit here for a second. Um, so, okay. Before we even talk about risk, let's talk about just the age of social media and the amount of content we as humans were not created with the capacity 
to handle. Good news or bad news. I'm, I'm just talking about any news. The amount of content we consume, mm. we weren't created to. So for my last book, I found a study that showed that in the first 15 minutes, we are awake. We consume because our phones are our alarm clocks. And then we turn it and then we swipe up and we start notifications and we just start consuming. The amount of content we consume in the first 15 minutes is the same amount of content that my great-grandparents consumed in 30 days. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, I so, believe it. So here's the thing. We were not created. Yes, yes, we evolved. Yes, I believe that there's... But there's no way that we were created to consume. Now, I'm talking good news or bad news. I'm not just talking about bad news. I just don't think that we were created to know everything that we know all the time. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? Yeah. You know, I, I do believe that how cigarette warnings came out in the 50s and 60s, we're going to have that same kind of warnings in the next 10 years coming out with phones and technology and content consumption. I think we're going to start to see what it's probably doing to our brains. There's studies being done on all that stuff now. So knowing, first of all, that we weren't created to consume that much. You got to know that truth before you can, you can get to the next part. Once you know that, you can start making decisions every single day on how you're going to consume. I actually posted this yesterday. I have the Wall Street Journal delivered by some man. I don't know who he is. He does it every single morning. He throws it out. This is like, it's like I live in 1982. A man drives by my house in the morning before I'm up and throws a newspaper in my yard. I go outside and I read it. And guess what? That is my news consumption. If something changes by tomorrow, guess what? I'll be okay. I can wait Mm -hmm. until tomorrow. I had to do that for my own. So I'm not saying everybody needs to go get a new, a new subscription, but I'm saying for me, I was consuming so much content, so much news that I said, I, I have to do something different. So I don't have news apps on my phone anymore. I unsubscribed to all the news feeds on Twitter. I did all the things I knew to do. And I get my news once a day and I read it normally while I'm having breakfast or I'll take it if I'm going on a trip and I read it on the, on the plane and that's it. And yeah. I feel like I'm pacing myself at that point. Okay, so, so there's yeah. that. that. You, you got to pace your consumption with the content and social media and everything that we're doing. And then the whole risk piece. People are canceling people left and right, up and down, for speaking what they're passionate about. And I believe that it's unfortunate. People all the time will DM me about, say I have a conversation with somebody that they don't agree with, that they believe maybe needs to be canceled. So how dare you, Carlos, talk to this person? Do you know, or like promote them? Do you know what they did? And I, this is what I always tell them. If when I made my mistake, because I made I've made some huge mistakes in my life, I just happened to make them in 2011, as opposed to 2021. <laughs> and mm-hmm. guess what? I'm lucky. And I tell these people, if I would have made the same mistake I made in 2011, that got guess what? You you're reading my books about because I grew because of the mistake that I made, and now I can help you. I've written all these books about. If I would have done that in 2021. I actually would have been canceled and there would have been no availability for me to process, heal and help other people because I just happened to make my mistakes before cancel culture happened. And so I know that it's risky. I know that it's risky. Again, I say risk in order to rescue. We are going to have to begin to weigh the risks that we take when we speak out for what we feel passionate about. And the weight and the scale is going to have to be this. Is my heartbeat and my desire to see the world changed heavier than my fear of losing something that I have? So there's going to be a trade-off, okay? It can't be an equal balance. Great example. You're talking to them. 
all I used to talk about, like I'm in the faith space. I, I was like in the faith space, right? So everything I talked about, and I go to churches, I talk on Sundays, and it was great. Like that's the kind of what I did my whole. And then 2020 came, and I started speaking up on things I was passionate about that I didn't really know. I was really passionate. I knew, but it, but it was the time. So I started speaking on racial injustice. I started speaking on some things. Well, can I tell you? I had to take the, my scale because when I put up my very first video on how my white friends can help the black community, my Instagram went in 24 hours. My Instagram went from 32,000 to 27,000. I lost 5,000 followers. Now, those kind of numbers, I thought I'd ruined my career. I was like, Oh my gosh, Sharon, I almost deleted the IGTV. I almost did because I was like, uh-uh, I can't, it's too risky. But I had to ask myself, what weighs more? My desire to see change or possibly what I'm going to lose. So guess mm -hmm. what? I started losing some speaking gigs. It was risky because I started losing income because of what I was standing up for. But the mm -hmm. passion was so strong inside of my heart, inside of my ethos that I said, you know what? Nope. I feel called to this. And I began to speak more. I began to educate. And I saw those numbers begin to tick back up. Uh, and then I saw those numbers uh, really explode because I took a risk. And I'm telling people all the time, it's, it's risky. And guess what? You probably will lose something. Again, I think of a Navy SEAL, right? And I think if they go and they rescue somebody, they may lose some skin on their arm. They may lose a limb. They may lose all kinds of things, but they're still going to go do it because what they're going to rescue is actually worth more than the risk. And so that's mm -hmm. just, that's the thing. You got to weigh it. Uh, and I know it's scary, especially in this age of social media. I would say, you know, stand up for something that you believe in and just know that if you're doing the right thing, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big karma dude, but I do know if you're passionate about something, if there's something in your heart and you go after it and you lose something, don't stop, don't give up, like keep pressing through it. Cause I promise you, like you're really close to breakthrough. You're really close to the other side. So yeah, mm -hmm. it takes risk in order to rescue. It's not going to be fun. It is going to be scary. You're probably going to lose something, but man, what I've seen on the other side of my risk is changed my life. Like it's, it actually has changed everything. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot about I, it. No, I love it. I also really resonate with this idea that you have to be willing to risk in order to be able to change something. And what you are willing to give up, what you are willing to risk is the price of admission yeah. for changing, changing the world. What you are willing to give up is, is the ticket price. Yeah. And a lot of people, maybe, maybe today that person is not in the space of being able to say, I'm willing to buy the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. But someday they will be. Yeah. Someday they will be in the position of I'm ready to buy the ticket yeah. because I know that the cost of admission is, is going to be worth it. Yes. At some point. Yes. At some point. Listen, I know if you pick up any kind of beauty magazine or you follow an influencer, there's like a new skincare product every single day of the week. And it can be really difficult to know which ones to even try, like which one is worth your money. And if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, you might be excited to know that one of today's sponsors is OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy. No complicated routines just simple, scientifically validated solutions. The secret is OneSkin's proprietary OS1 peptide. 
It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. I especially like the eye cream. It's not too thick where you feel like it's going to clog all your pores, but it goes on really, really nicely under makeup. For a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase using the code SHARON when you check out at oneskin.co. That's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O. Try OneSkin and enjoy younger, healthier skin without all the extra steps. That's oneskin.co, code SHARON. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love too this idea that you you have to be in charge of your own mental health. Yeah. You have to be in charge of your own psyche. Yes. And for you, that means I can't read CNN and Fox 24-7 on my phone. Right. Like the space <laughs> it's beaming to my phone from space into my face. Into like what I face. what I call the space-to-face pipeline. Yes. Like it's too much. Yes. Um, and now I will just read the newspaper with my Cheerios yep. and that's what I will do. That's right. That's right. And I, I think that's fantastic. I, because I, being, being in my mid forties, I need Cheerios because on the box, it says it helps with cholesterol. So like I'm, I'm all in with my <laughs> newspaper and newspaper my Cheerios. And my Cheerios. Yeah. Yes. No, it's so true. You do, you have to be involved. You have to be in charge of your own mental health you ha- and you have to know, again, we weren't created for this consumption. So every single one of us has to do something, whether it be buy a newspaper, whether it be, not using your phone as your alarm. I actually did something that changed a lot for me. Three years ago, I started leaving my phone in the kitchen and I bought something called an alarm clock. For those that don't know that, it's plug it in the wall. It's just a clock. All it does (laughs) is it beeps and I don't pick it up when it beeps and I don't like push buttons and start reading it. It just wakes me up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, little things like that, that we can do because technology is going to continue to advance. I'm not saying burn the phones, throw the laptops away. No. But what I'm saying is like, you be in charge of them. Don't let them be in charge of you. Mm-hmm. And know your own capacity. If you're an empath and you absorb every single piece of negative information and it ruins your day, yeah. then you're going to need to be really careful. Yeah. Some other people, and thank goodness those people work in the FBI and the CIA. <laughs> Some other people can handle it. You know what I mean? Other people can be like, well, I'm going to compartmentalize that piece of news, (laughs) but not everybody can do that. 
And so don't think that you need to have FBI level intelligence about every news story that exists. It doesn't hinge (laughs) on you. I love it. It's not on you. It's actually actually unnecessary. I mean, it really is. Like, like we don't need you to know this, okay? That's right. You know? and None of this this? is on you. We actually don't need you to have an opinion on everything either. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. There are some things that we just (laughs) don't need to have an opinion about. You know, people will DM me constantly like, well, Carl, because uh, here's the thing. In my space, I do give my opinions, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I I am, I'm like opinion guy, and I, I give my opinions with grace, but... It doesn't matter. Every day there's five new things that I'm supposed to have an opinion about. And I'm here to tell people, you don't have to have an opinion on everything. You really don't. You're not obligated. No. You're not obligated to form an opinion on the new Nike releases. Like the shoes are what they are. Congratulations on your shoes. I don't actually, these don't apply to me. I'm not an NBA player. I don't need an opinion on this. And we truly have reached um, decision fatigue. Many of us have reached decision fatigue because we feel like we have to form well-educated opinions on every single thing that has ever happened in the history of the known universe. Yes, yes. And guess what? All of these things that people are asking for opinions for, maybe we feel pressured, they're actually all important. We're not saying saying that the issues aren't, aren't important. We're just saying that you don't have to have an opinion on every important issue. So I speak about race all the time. Somebody sent me a, a question like, what do you think about blackface in the emoji something? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they explained mm-hmm. it to me. And I, and I said, well, you know what? I think about it. I, I'm not thinking about it. That, that, that's actually going to be it. Like, I'm not going to research it. It's not affecting me right now. I'm sure it's affecting other people. And I'm sure it's very important. But Carlos is making a decision to not have an opinion on that. And they were like, oh, that's cool. Thanks. You know, but that's it. Not everyone is supposed to do everything. Everyone should do something. Yep. But not everyone can do everything. In fact, nobody can do everything. Right. And so as soon as we get attached to this idea that it's your job to do everything, that is when we start getting into this like analysis paralysis. And like I can't, I can't possibly keep up with every every military coup around the world and every shooting that happens in the United States yeah. and every single piece of negative information. Like I can't possibly keep you it up. You can't. You cannot. And so you have passions for a reason. Yes. Those passions are given to you for a reason. Yes. And care about those things. Absolutely. It doesn't mean callously ignore other people right. who care about different things. Yeah. Yeah. But care about the things that you were given a passion for because yes. that is where you can affect the most change. And don't expect other people to care about the things you care about. Like that, that's the mm-hmm. other thing is that when we're so passionate about something, of course, we've got this like God given, you know, just, you know, just heartbeat for things inside of us. And then sometimes, let's be honest, like we see someone else and they're not talking about it, but they're, they care about something else. Sometimes we want them to really care about what we care about. Understand that not everybody needs to care about what you care about. Right. It's not everybody's responsibility. Like you, you talk a lot, you care a lot about racial justice issues and you care a lot about the death penalty. Yep. 
Yep. You know, like that is something that you have a passion for is about the death penalty. Other people have a passion for curing pediatric cancer. Yes. And it doesn't mean that you, Carlos, are like, screw pediatric cancer. I hate yep. It. Yep. it. That's not what it means. It yeah. just means that you have passions that you will pursue. They should have passions that they pursue. And they're both important. Yes, they're both. And then if you go, go even a step closer in, I think, I love this, Sharon, because pediatric cancer, some people are fighting against breast cancer. Let's just stick with cancer. Some people are colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Colon cancer and breast cancer, it's still cancer, but it's different kinds. You know, I say that because sometimes with the death penalty, uh, for me, you know, I get pushed back against people that are, well, if you care about the life of an adult, what about the life of this? And mm-hmm. I'm like, guess what? My heartbeat is for inmates on death row and their lives. That doesn't mean that I don't care about other kinds of life. It just means that that's really what I'm going to talk about. And so just remember that the closer even that your passion gets with somebody else, still there shouldn't be an expectation that their passion should match up with yours. Do you. Do what's yes. in your, you know, and and stop looking for it, looking at other people and thinking that they're this or that because they're not you. Guess what? They're not you because there's only one you. And Mm -hmm. you were made to do what you were made to do. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Just like you would not want them to tell you what you need to care about. Right. (laughs) You know, like, I don't want you to call me and be like, listen, you have got to start caring about my lawn. Because that's what I'm passionate about. You know, like, that's an unreasonable expectation. Yeah. Your lawn can be important to you and I will care about other things. Yep. Yes, I'm into it. Tell me before we go, I want to hear from you. If you were going to tell your teenagers how they could change the world, Mm. what advice would you give them? If I could tell my teenagers how they can change the world, risk every single week, find something to risk in order to rescue. And I promise if you do that every single week, you're going to want to start doing it every single day. And and then, uh, and then, I mean, here we are, we're talking about changing the world. You're going to be changing the world every day. You're not going to, we're not looking for like, Hey, in 10 years, I'm going to change the world. No, you can change someone's world today Mm -hmm. just by risking in order to see rescue happen to them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be huge. It can be tiny, small things, small. Yes. I, I like to say this all the time that all of us doing something small, yeah. Create so much more change than four of us trying to Hercule, you know, like yes. Hercules the entire world ourselves. All of us doing one small thing a day. Yep. So much more change yeah. than just like a couple people that you see on the news who are like, I invented a machine that cleans the ocean. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. So yeah. never mind. <laughs> like, we need somebody to invent a machine to clean the ocean. That's great. But all the rest of us can still be doing something small every day. Absolutely. Every day. So, so, you know, forget that I said every week, every day risk, you know, like do something every single day, Small, just something, small, small. just something, small risks. Then those things will become less risky and you can take bigger risks. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. You become more comfortable, Yes. more comfortable with what they refer to in therapy as Distress tolerance. Yeah. Oh, wow. You, I love that. So that's what's been happening to me. I just learned today that my distress tolerance has continued to grow. Yes. You can build distress tolerance. I, and that is a coping skill they teach I you in therapy. Definitely have done that because I could not have existed three years ago 
reading the DMs that I'm getting today. So I have some <laughs> distress tolerance in my yeah. DMs. Yes. Yes. You're getting better at it. You're flexing that muscle. Oh, wow. All the FBI agents of the world have incredibly high levels of distress tolerance. Wow. Wow. And some people don't naturally have a lot of it, but they can build it over yeah. time. I love it. I love it. Build it, guys. Tell everybody where they can find you and tell everybody about your books. Yeah. Yeah. You can um, find me at Loswit, L-O-S-W-H-I-T on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but I always tell people that like Twitter Carlos is like a little sharper, a little rougher around the edges. So like if you want to feel good and you want like group hugs every day, follow me on Instagram. If you want to like, you know, see me uh, a little bit feistier, go to Twitter. Uh, And then if you go to Carlos Whitaker with two T's.com, all my books are there. I've written three books, Moment Maker, um, How to Create, Receive and Rescue Moments. We talked a little bit about rescuing here. Uh, Kill the Spider, which we talked a little bit about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how, to, how to, again, stop cleaning the cobwebs and kill the spider. And then Enter Wild. And that's really my story on overcoming anxiety uh, and my, my mental health issues. And so those are the, the three books. And then I got another one coming out. Well, thank you so much for making time for me today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast. I am truly grateful for you. And I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast or maybe leave me a rating or a review? Or if you're feeling extra generous, would you share this episode on your Instagram stories or with a friend? All of those things help podcasters out so much. I cannot wait to have another mind blown moment with you next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast.